0: All fans, welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast brought to you by Home Field Apparel. We are here previewing weekend number three. And boy, is it loaded. We have probably 12, 13 weekend series alone that are electric. But on top of that, there's about four or five really good tournaments. So we will we will break down all the tournaments Talk about the big series coming up. And uh, also, we'll we'll recap the midweek and uh, do a couple other fun things here. But as you can see, just myself, Dimitri, today. We shipped our boy Jack off to Houston, Texas for that Astros Foundation College Classic. He has flops on the ground. He's out there exploring Minute Maid Park, talking... uh, I guess we can announce it. He interviewed Jay Johnson of LSU, sit down, interview, pencil talk style. He's also going to get a couple other big-time coaches down there. So he's the young, he's the, uh, yeah, he's the young, energized one of the group. He wants to get after it. So we sent him down there and uh, expect some big-time content from him. It, it's going to be a blast seeing what he comes up with. Just one of the most creative kids we know. But anyways, Dimitri, it
1: feels thanks for like-
0: joining me. <laughs>
1: We're back. Oh, it's a pleasure to join you for the hundredth time. No, um, way more than that. I think we're way more. Way more. Huh? Over 200 career, probably. Damn. Yeah. But it feels like sending Jack off. It's like sending our little kid off for his first field trip, first overnight field trip. Yeah. We're worried, it, we're worried about him. He, we know he's having so much fun. Like he didn't
0: that. answer our FaceTime that we just did. We're I like, oh, is he okay? Yeah. Is is Jack okay? I mean, he's a 27-year-old man. He's fine. But you're right. Like It felt like we were sending him off somewhere. Like, bye. Don't forget to call us. Send us pictures. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what it is. So anyways, um, we're going to start here with our partners at Uh, Homefield. Homefieldapparel.com, 15% off your first purchase using promo code C W S 24. So just think college world series 24 and, um, you know, the team of the week here, we've started doing this on the pod. If you're on our YouTube, you can see exactly what I'm about to show you. I'm gonna share my screen. Is it coming up? Bang right there. Uh, we we really couldn't decide on team of the week. So we, we were looking through a few collections and as you can see here, there's over 150 schools. So it is tough to uh, come up with a few, but we picked Duke. Duke's playing great baseball right now. They are, uh, I mean, easily a top five team in the country, resume-wise so far. And uh, they just keep winning big games. So check out the Duke collection here. Get a little bit of everything. Throwbacks, vintage, new school stuff. I love the cartoon logos. These are always my favorite, but um, it's it's also March Madness coming up. If you're listening to this, either late night, February 29th, or March 1st. We know it's March Madness, Duke Basketball School. Tons of basketball stuff to choose hey, from. Back but, back, back
1: down, um,
0: again, there's so many schools you can choose from, so I'm sure
1: they have your favorite school. And uh, go check them out. Down. Damn it, dude. What? I wanted to look at that jacket. I was saying scroll back down, but it's all good.
0: The jacket's pretty cool, huh? The
1: bomber jacket? Sick.
0: So, if you're a listener, go check out the Bomber jacket. They have a ton of different schools, too, for uh, Bomber Jackets. I, I saw a Georgia Tech one that was sweet. It was, like, black with the throwback tee, uh, big-time stuff. But, uh, anyways, yeah. Do you want to recap the midweek really quick, or do you want to save that for the end? Let's no, save okay. it for the end. I That's want
1: to talk about the order of the week, midweek and the
0: weekend. All right. Well, what, what kind of stuck out to you this midweek? Um... Uh, yeah, you weren't prepared for that. I was all prepared to talk
1: about. Well, I am prepared. Purdue, Purdue for Wayne beating Indiana. It not. That's not just like some Jacksonville or Stetson over Florida kind of. That's a massive upset. That is a 15-seed beating a 2-seed type upset. Yeah,
0: and especially with how hot Indiana started this year. I mean, they were 6-1, and one, playing an in-state rival at home. It was their home opener. And, yeah, Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, great mascot. They uh they put up seven runs between the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. They were up seven nothing. And Indiana ended up making it kind of interesting. But you're right, yeah, the Mastodon's big time win there for a program that is not known for baseball, but um and they really don't have a good record. They were one and six going into that game. And I know a lot of gamblers across college baseball Twitter lost a ton of parlays on that because Indiana was sitting at like minus six hundred, minus six fifty and they threw it in every single parlay, boom, they lost. It was tough.
1: Tough to Dude, see. Purdue for, So Purdue for Wayne has been notoriously one of the worst teams in college baseball for the last four or five years. They already got swept by Murray State, and they lost three out of four to Western Kentucky. Like, not even close game. So, like, just like that's not, that should never happen. Indiana should never lose this damn game to, to this team. But – um, I also read that uh, Purdue Fort Wayne has some good players. They have some transfers, some freshman guys. They have some good players on that roster. So maybe maybe they can put a little run together and find a way to compete for the Horizon with Wright State. I
0: don't think so. Nobody's been think able so to compete with, Nobody's been able to compete with Wright, with Wright State. That's their conference. Maybe a second-place finish there for Fort Wayne. That's what they should shoot for. Uh, Anyways, but Tuesday was loaded. Um, I mean, you had Stetson upsetting Florida. And I say upset. It feels like Stetson beats Florida, Miami, and Florida State every year in the midweek. It was at Stetson's new ballpark. Uh, Well, not new ballpark, but they renovated it. And you're the one that pointed it out to me, Dimitri. It is sick. They, They have, like, behind home plate, they have the nice... Maybe Leather. He, Not he, Leather, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Do
1: you remember what Stetson used to look like? Yeah.
0: It, didn't they host a regional in 20... Uh, yeah, yeah, when... Uh, when
1: uh, What's his name? That's with the Seattle Mariners now. What's his name? Um, holy shit, what's his name? Big, tall, right-handed pitcher. Tall, skinny... Logan Shore? Is that... Or is he Logan Florida? Gilbert. Logan Gilbert. Gilbert.
0: Gilbert, that's right.
1: All right, Anyway. So we played – we played Stetson – my first three years of the college, we played Stetson, obviously, in the ASUN. Um, and then the tournament was there two of the years. Dude, it's hard place to play. It's a hard place to win. Um, it's a graveyard. The like, ball doesn't travel well there at all. But after watching the game in Florida, their renovations look so good. So basically, basically, the whole backstop was like 10 feet in the air.
0: That's right. They they had it built big, up high. Yeah. Big
1: green wall. All you saw, like it's like Florida State now. It's the same thing as Florida State, but Florida State had their little like VIP cubicle looking thing behind home plate now. But Stetson basically took it all that out, brought the stands down the field level, and dude, it makes that park look like a power five, like SEC's ballpark.
0: It it really does. And I I encourage all of the listeners to go check it out. Like Stetson's new field looks really cool. Um, and it was a great atmosphere too. Now, it was probably a majority Florida fans because um, I know there's a ton that live in the area, but yeah, Stetson held on. I mean, they scored five runs in the first inning, up five nothing, and it was like, wow, Florida's going to get blown out. Well, about 20 minutes later, Florida put up a four spot, made it 5-4, and then nobody scored. Florida didn't score the rest of the game, and then in the bottom of the eight, Stetson kind of put the game a little bit out of reach. Here the- they, they, they scored two in the bottom of the eighth to make it a three-run game versus a, a one-run game. But, yeah, it just – I mean, Stetson's a great midweek team. Always have been, always will be. They take those in, uh, in-state rivalry midweek games uh, seriously every year. And there was a ton of people that were betting on Stetson and they came through. Now, um, fact about on the Stetson. other side of that, probably the, the midweek game that I think shocked – Wait, wait, hold on. Team. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah, What? Oh, I was saying, There's a here's a fun fact about Stetson baseball. Oh, I did not hear you say that. P. Dunn is Chipper Jones' godfather. P. Dunn retired in Trimper. The new head coach is there now. Dunn with the head coach forever at Stetson. Chipper Jones' parents met at Stetson. They both went there or whatever. So Chipper's always been involved with with the program. Um, he made some big donations to them. He shows up every year at some point in the year. Shows mm-hmm. up there. So, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I dude, I had no idea about that. Yeah,
1: so Chipper's been always involved with Stetson. I don't know how much he's involved now that Pete Dunn is not there anymore. But that was his Godfather. That's his Godfather. Really? Yeah.
0: That's that's neat. I didn't. I really had no idea about that. That's yeah. cool. That's a nice, That is a fun fact. Dimitri, congrats. That's
1: where Chipper. That's where Chipper played. Like he was always around the stadium a lot as a kid growing up because of his dad.
0: I knew he was from around the area. I didn't know yeah. he was from that that part of town. Also. Um, another fun fact that we had to teach Jack on uh, Club Bromaha Tuesday night. He was, uh, or maybe it was you. Was it you or Jack that was asking what a hatter was? Dude, come on. You know what I know. I, you oh, know okay. It was Jack. was like, it it the mascot? The, the hatters? hatters? Jack was like, "What? what is their mascot? The hatters? What is a hatter? And we had to describe, hey, in the logo, you see that cowboy hat? Well, that cowboy hat is a Stetson. And... You know, the Stetson hat. And he was like, oh, okay. I had no idea that, like, that was a hat the logo. i like, yeah, dude. It's a, it's a Stetson. <laughs> uh, anyways, let me move on. We don't need to spend more than five minutes on Stetson. It was a cool story, but let's move on. I think the story that surprised the most people in kind of a reversal way was everybody was picking Indiana State, including myself, to beat Vanderbilt Tuesday night. And Vanderbilt put up three touchdowns against Indiana State, run ruled them in seven, won the game 20-4. to And, I mean, this Indiana State team that was probably leading the country in pitching, if I had to guess, just got absolutely demolished on the road against Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's back. Vanderbilt also beat a good Evansville team uh, on Wednesday night. So that that early season struggle for the Commodores maybe is coming to an end. I still think they're a good team, but they do have some pitching problems on the back end of their bullpen. But uh, it was it was good to see Vanderbilt just come out and start swinging the bats
1: finally. Um, it was encouraging, dude. Like, I was—I don't want to say I was worried, but I, I'm fully behind Vanderbilt. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I think they are a good team. They had a little yep. rough start, so what? But, I mean, to see what they did this week, dude, stop calling me. Turned it off already. Sorry, um, sorry guys for the sound. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think this week, this midweek, was really encouraging for Vanderbilt to sweep two good mid-major teams in Evansville and Indiana State. And and those feel like games that
0: Vanderbilt traditionally has lost in the midweek. They usually drop games to an Indiana State or an Arkansas State, uh, Central Arkansas Tennessee teams like Tech. that, Tennessee Tech. Um, I have no stats to back that up, but that's just what my perception is. I feel like they lose those games. And uh, I think Indiana State and Evansville are both easily mid-major top 25 teams from start to finish. Um, really talented teams, and Vanderbilt just kind of put it to them. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, moving on. Old Dominion played East Carolina at home. Old Dominion ended up walking off uh, the Pirates. So East Carolina is now 5-3. and three. They've played a tough schedule, but... You know, they dropped the midweek last week to Campbell in a one-run game. Uh, They lost game one against North Carolina on Friday night last week, and then they lost this Old Dominion game. So there's just something about being – like the curse of being number one in the mid-major poll lives on. Um, You know, UC Santa Barbara was preseason, and that's – I got a story about UC Santa Barbara coming up, but they were number one preseason. They lose two out of three to Campbell. It's just like the curse – You don't want to be number one in our mid-major poll. You just do not want it to happen. Um, Which, as of right now, it kind of looks like Dallas Baptist would take the the number one crown. They're they're so good. Yeah, they do have a tough, tough weekend playing in that Frisco Classic, but they murdered and run-ruled Oklahoma State in the midweek. 14-4, they scored every single inning, and they just mashed baseballs. Like Dallas Baptist is not only an Omaha threat, they're a national championship threat. Like with their pitching this year, that's been a lot better. And lineup one through nine, everybody can hit. Like that—that's a recipe for a mid-major team to go really, really far. Um, but let's go, let's let's rewind a little bit. UC Santa Barbara has been so 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 disappointing this year. They're three and four. They were up by five runs on Tuesday at one and seven Pepperdine. They were playing one in seven Pepperdine, up by five runs in the ninth inning, and give up a six spot to lose. The gauchos are now three and four on the year. And they just cannot close out ball games. I'm worried about UC Santa Barbara. Now I know a lot a lot of people don't know this. We do. But they don't have a home field right now because the state of California, being very liberal and very, very uh, environmentalists, they won't let UC Santa Barbara put turf on the field, even though they got approved to put turf on the field back in August. So it's like a standstill battle. And I think it's going to end up going to court. Uh, UC Santa Barbara can't find grass to put on the field right now because of um, the amount of rain that they've been having in california so they, they they don't have a home field and it's a shame now that's not an excuse to blow a, a five-run lead in the ninth to pepper but i don't think obviously it affects their practicing
1: and their practice schedules and everything but pitching did not affect it by a field they've got their bullpen they've got all their stuff they need they don't need to throw on the field they throw their bullpen and everything so Honestly, maybe team morale, team chemistry might be off a little right now. But pitching, that's not an excuse. They walked like three guys in the ninth inning, walked in the walk-off run. But with all that being said, it's too late to jump on the UC Irvine bandwagon. It's too damn late to get on it because guess who's winning the big one
0: Who?
1: UC Irvine. Oh, you said – Never mind, never mind. I got confused there. UC Irvine. What? It's too late to get on the UC Irvine winning the Big West bandwagon.
0: Oh, I thought you said UC Santa Barbara. My bad.
1: No, Irvine. Why is it too late? Because if you didn't pick them in the beginning, you can't pick them now. But Irvine,
0: pick them in the beginning.
1: Of course I I did. did. I picked Santa Barbara. Of course I picked Irvine. Did you? Yeah, you and Jack picked Santa Barbara. I went with Irvine.
0: Uh, well, that's a mistake. You're the one that put Santa Barbara number one preseason. In the, yeah, uh, you can
1: read on that just because on paper they're supposed to be the best team. But I think when you rank power, rank a team versus what's going to happen all year, like I wanted to fade the public and go with Irvine. All right, you know
0: what I mean? I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, anything else that happened Tuesday? Oh, we didn't even talk about Campbell and Coastal. Coastal Carolina plays at home. They scored nine runs. Campbell can only put up two. Uh, I think there was a couple scenarios where if Campbell would have gotten a good break here or there, it would have been a much closer game. But Coastal Carolina took care of business from the get-go. They put a three-spot up in the fourth, three-spot three up in the fifth, uh, and then they scored in the seventh and the eighth. But... uh, I think Cam- the game was closer than what the score says. Campbell had a lot of opportunities to score. They just couldn't come through. And uh, they did make a couple, I think, kind of costly errors. So uh, that's always one of my favorite midweeks every year. Um, and I think they play each other two more times. So that'll be fun to keep up with. Let's see. Anything I else in the I midweek? Never. I mean, Texas that's Smack St. John's. I Clemson have- U. Uh, C. Up, USC Upstate. I have yeah. two more midweek
1: notes. What do you got? Charlie, I mean, uh, Drew Burris, four home runs Tuesday night. Tied the record for most home runs through first eight career game. That's a stat I'm making up right now with Tommy White. Um, Tommy White hit five. You got, If you don't remember, Tommy White, 2022 freshman year at NC State, if you guys don't remember, it was one of the most chaotic, most impressive things I've ever seen for a kid to start his career. It was, it like was the birth of
0: Tommy Tanks, yeah.
1: The legend of Tommy Tanks was born. Anyways, he had 588, nine home runs, 28 RBIs, his first eight career games. Drew Burris is hitting like 470, 480, nine home runs, 20 RBIs. And if you think Drew Burris started crazy, that just makes you realize how insane what Tommy White did in 2022 was. But, yeah, that, and just shout out to Burris. And then one more thing, UCF, it's here this year.
0: Yeah, I know. They should be a threat in the Big 12. They look good. They're athletic, dude. They're really athletic. I like They're, the roster build.
1: So um,
0: been Yeah, to do- I, I, I totally slipped up and forgot about the Drew Burris. That should have been the leading story. Like, he was freak of the week, as Braves Ashland would say. Freak of the week, four for four, four homers. Um, the reason why I forgot is because we did two hours on them Tuesday night on Club Bromaha. We just talked about them for two straight hours. And if you're new to the show, uh, Jack and I will do live streams on uh, YouTube. And the show is called Club Bromaha right here on the on the show uh, or on this channel. We've I think we're up like 420 subscribers now. We started with, I think, 15 at the beginning of the year. So we've been growing pretty quickly. So if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube, uh, we're going to start putting out more video content just because that's kind of the world we're living in nowadays. Uh, we probably should have been doing this for like the last five years, but uh, Dimitri and myself were pretty shy. We didn't want to see our faces. So. Shy, uh,
1: lazy. And I. just when we recorded at one o'clock in the morning, I didn't want to be on video. I just wanted to slouch back in my chair, yeah. my chair all over the place. Ratchet-ass hoodie on just and talk. talk about yeah. But, um, hey, I don't want to make Georgia fans cry and make all sad because we didn't talk about him. But shout-out to Charlie Condon as well. Three home runs last night, and they got their ass blown out by Michigan State. But, yeah, three home runs for Charlie Condon, who had seven on the year. He's so- got seven. He's hitting like 640. Uh, his batting average is 640.
0: And it's, it's crazy what he's doing at the plate. You know, it, I, I usually try to make player comp comparisons. Well, that's repetitive. Player comp means player comparisons. Uh, I used to try to make player comparisons based off of, like, size and swing and, you know, abilities, things like that. I was having a tough time with, with Charlie Condon until... Wait. Until I found out who he looks like. Chris Bryant? No, 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 no. Close. I mean, not really close, but I was thinking MLB you know, stars. Usually that's what I'll, I'll start with. But I found a guy that everybody knows, especially on Twitter, somebody who had an incredible college career. And he's getting there in the major leagues. Is he a
1: Mississippi, he a Mississippi State guy?
0: Yeah, and, and we've interviewed uh, him it. on the show. He's come on the show, 11.7. He knows about it. He reminds me a lot of Brent Rooker. Uh, Brent Rooker if you don't know won the triple crown in the SEC in 2017 and I think he hit like 24 25 homers with the old balls the balls that weren't juiced and yeah he won the triple crown they have very similar swings and stances and body types and size uh, I think Condon might end up having a better year just because of what he did last year too and, and Condon might be a better pro prospect because even Brent Rooker, I think went in like the fourth or fifth round. He wasn't a first rounder. Uh, Condon, I think is a for sure lock first rounder, but that was kind of my player comp there. Like when I watch him hit, it looks a lot and reminds me a lot of Brent Rooker. Uh, That's a good
1: one. Yeah,
0: I think so too. But man, that series this weekend, I mean, you get Drew Burris versus Charlie Condon. And the UGA versus Georgia Tech three-game series, it, it, it's Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Like, that's what it Battle is. Battle of 98. Yep. I mean, we're, we're in for a treat. I'm going to make a hot take. I don't think either one of them hits a homer this weekend. That's usually what happens in college baseball. We build it up so high, and then it's like,
1: boom, nope, not happening. Hey, how sick would it be if this, if we get into late April, early May, and it's Charlie Condon versus Drew Berth for the home run batting title. For the home run title. And they're less than an hour apart. Yeah, oh, that so. would be cool. And how much fun would that be to follow?
0: Well, I mean, there's still a few other guys, too, that oh, have said... are ahead of here, so sure. and, and we know... So, like, I'm still waiting for Tommy White to go off. I watched him play last night um, at Rice. And it feels like he's just a tick off. Like, he's still making hard contact, but... Tommy White, when he gets hot, he gets that backspin to right center, dead center, um, and he he hasn't quite hit that yet. His one homer this year was on the pool side, um, but yeah, Tommy White's one of those guys, as you said, he could hit eight homers in a in a week. It's crazy. Um, anyways, I don't know why I just pivoted to Tommy White. Uh, let's let's do this. We're 25 minutes into this show. Uh, we're gonna do my favorite Thursday segment. It's called. Go to Fridaystarters.com wait, and pull up Wednesday? the tournament what? Did we talk
1: about Wednesday?
0: No, I want to talk about tournaments.
1: All righty then. Nothing,
0: wait, nothing nothing exciting happened on Wednesday,
1: right? Um, Florida Gulf Coast beat Miami in twelve inning. I didn't want to really no. want to share that, but I'm officially I was already concerned. Now I'm really worried about them.
0: Yeah, Miami doesn't look good. But other than They're that, good. everything good. else was chalky. Yeah. So yeah, we don't need to talk about Wednesday. I want to go to fridaystarters.com. They have a tournament hub here. I'll show everybody on the YouTube. You go to resources, go down to tournament hub, boom. And they have everything just organized and laid out for you. And that's what I've liked to do the last few weeks. So shout out to them. Uh, We'll scroll down to the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field. It's the last weekend of that. They've been doing it the last three weeks. And this is a four-team tournament and it's structured kind of weird and I'll, I'll i'll say my grievances here in just a second but you have usc and arizona state and then tcu and texas a&m right so you're like oh four teams they each play three games they should all play each other right well i guess tcu and texas a&m didn't get the memo because uh they don't play each other even though the whole world wants to see it uh tcu will play usc twice they'll play them on friday and sunday And Texas A&M will play Arizona State twice on Friday and Sunday. I'm sure there's some politics behind this, especially with like Coach Sloss you know, leaving from TCU to go to A&M, but he's still close friends with Kirk Sarlos over at TCU. Uh, I'm sure the Lupton Drinking Club could tell us exactly why this is not why they are not playing each other. I'm sure there's probably other people in and around Texas A&M's program that will tell us exactly why they're not playing each other. I am not here for excuses if you're playing a preseason tournament round robin, you should play everybody. Like Friday night in Arlington should be TCU versus Texas A&M, two top eight teams and two teams that have come out the gates just absolutely blistering baseballs and and throwing shutouts. Like why do we not get to see that matchup? Why do I have to see TCU beat the crap out of USC twice and A&M beat the crap out of Arizona State twice? I don't want to see it. That was my great. No,
1: but Texas A and M and TCU should both be entering Friday night undefeated. Right, playing each other, or Saturday night, whatever. Saturday night or Friday night. But I heard something about Mississippi State or somebody else was playing this tournament. They backed out or something. So the scheduling. But I'm like, that's baloney. Like, get out of here with that. You can change. Yeah, that's so soft. Like get out of here. The, sh- the sloth bowl, the sh- sh- sloth bowl. Sorry, should be uh, happening again.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm upset with that, but I mean, it is what it is. Maybe we'll save that for either super regional or maybe Omaha. Uh, I want to we see. got the one. regional.
1: What? Yeah, took that one. We already got the regional matchup of TCU and Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, from from was
1: that last year? It Feels like two, two years, years ago. It was
0: definitely two years ago, right?
1: Yep, it was two years.
0: Yeah, with Louisiana Lafayette was in it, and then maybe Wright State or somebody. Oral Roberts, I think. Yeah, I remember that was two years ago.
1: Because Louisville went to College Station for the uh, Super Regional, yeah, BTCU in the Regional. Yeah. All right. Um, The Frisco College Baseball
0: Classic. Here's my hot take of the week. The Frisco College Baseball Classic is more appealing to me than any other tournament this week. And there's about five or six of them. It, it's better than the, the Astros Foundation College Classic in Houston. It's better than the Keith Leclerc Classic. Like, it's better than the Kuboto Classic in Arlington. These four teams all interest me a lot. Dallas Baptist, Arizona, Alabama, Indiana. One of these four teams, if not two, will be in Omaha. Like that. That's my take. I think, I think between one and two of these teams could easily get to Omaha. Like Dallas Baptist, Alabama, Indiana, all really good this year. Arizona, not as good, but still pretty competitive. Like they have talent. And um, I think all around, Frisco has a great ballpark. Minor league for the Rangers. Uh, it's going to be streaming on D1 Baseball uh, through their streaming package, which is pretty good broadcast. I actually watched a lot from um, uh, the Jacksonville last week. But, yeah, I love this tournament. I mean, you get Dallas Baptist playing against uh, Indiana and Alabama, Arizona. Like, it's just one big round robin of good baseball
1: teams. Can we, uh, can we see who Mr. Old Jack DeLongchon? Oh, is he
0: should FaceTiming?
1: I, should I answer? Yeah. Hey, hey, we're live. We're live recording right now college baseball podcast. You're on Mike.
0: Uh, hey, here's the deal, man. This weekend of college baseball, college game day comes to life. My slate of picks is going undefeated. That's not within question. I have got it this week. I'm tired of the 500 slate. And let me tell you right
1: now, LSU Texas tomorrow night will be the College World Series matchup of the year. Hard to hear first. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys heard him. The legend Jack DeLong Chomps. Yes. Anyway, Just like Caglione. Like Cali- Caglione. <laughs> All right, I'll see you, dude. What's up? Awesome. Well, you guys heard him.
0: He's so excited for that LSU-Texas game tomorrow night, Friday night. He He's literally a kid in the candy store.
1: Dude, I don't know why he said that. Oregon State and Arkansas. We already saw our College World Series finals preview. I think
0: it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Saturday afternoon. Dallas Baptist against Indiana.
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh, I see what you did there. Um, you know what I like about this tournament? It's got a little bit of flavor beneath everything. We've got a little Midwest. Texas-style mid-major powerhouse, Dallas Bat. We've got our West Coast team. Used to be a perennial. They've got talent. I mean, they, they handled uh, Northeastern really well um, opening weekend. They lost a tough one. They should have got their ass swept against uh, UC Irvine. And then you've got Alabama. Talented roster, talented team. Biggest question mark was, can Rob Vaughn replicate what he did in the Big Ten in the SEC? It's still a wait to be wait to see moment for them, but I think this is a big weekend for them to show. Hey, I'm here. I can compete in the SEC. I can coach my ass off. Yada yada. Indiana, we saw them in Conway, battle number two. If they get through this one, like two and one, whatever, you got to take the Hoosiers seriously in the Big Ten. I
0: think I think any team that goes two and one or three and o oh, immediately becomes like an Omaha favorite, like to get to Omaha. This is like a – it's a good style tournament. You'll see a little bit of everything. Um, I wanted to go back. Like Alabama, I was not high on them to to come into this year. I know a lot of people were. I was like, I think there's a lot of unproven things. I think they're going to rely on people that are players that have not been in the big moments and have not had the the success that most of the teams ranked ahead of them have had. Like most teams ahead of them have – you know, an all-American, two all-Americans, whatever guys that have played a lot of games in that uniform. But like, for example, TJ McCants, I think is third in the nation in home runs. In the transfer from Ole Miss, uh, he's been raking. And Rob Vaughn is just a damn good coach. Now, you know what's funny? Rob Vaughn, I used to watch Rob Vaughn play in high school. He really? went to yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Humble High School, and uh, I'm from Kingwood, Texas. So Humble and Kingwood were big time rivals. Like both teams, tons of D1 guys outside the Houston area. They would both play each other like deep in the state playoffs. But yeah, Rob Vaughn played at Humble High School. So when I was like a seven, eight year old kid, I would watch, I, I didn't know him at the time because he was not even close to the best player on the team. But you know, I, I probably went to five or six of their games uh, as like an eight year old watching him.
1: I think it was how a did you, How did you connect the dots there that you watched him? I did some research on him a couple of years ago and I was like, Oh, he was
0: on those like really good humble high school baseball teams. And then I went and looked at what years he was there. And I was like, Oh yeah, I went to a bunch of those games. So um, <laughs> awesome. I, I, I texted him about it or DM would him about it. And he was like, Oh yeah, I was out there. Oh, I
1: remember now. I remember now. Yeah. We, this was last year. You, I remember we talked about it. Did you I, I bring it up on the pod? I don't know if I ever brought it up you on did, the pod. You did. You did.
0: Uh, okay. Well, sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, he's just a damn good coach, man. Like, he has success everywhere he goes. Alabama, I think, is a real – I wouldn't say a threat to win the SEC, but, you know, host a regional for sure, um, possibly. I mean, they could win it. They could win the SEC. I just don't know if they have uh, enough gas this year to do it week in and week out. But
1: Literally don't speaking – I-
0: I don't think any team will go 0-3, and, and I don't think any team will go 3-0 in this tournament. Like Dallas that's, Baptist, that's Arizona, true. Alabama, and Indiana will all win a game.
1: Arizona goes 0-3 this weekend. you think? I mean, they didn't, They, they look good against Northeastern, but I think that was more as a product of Northeastern not playing so great not looking so great to start the year. I think UC Irvine was more of a true testament to who Arizona is. And I just don't think they're good enough because Dallas Baffin's going to smack them. I mean, if you want to play Dallas Bath, you want to play them on Saturday or Sunday. You don't want to face them Friday night with Ryan Johnson on the mound. Right. Like their lineup is smoking hot right now. So that's a terrible matchup for Arizona. Then they've got to turn around and play Alabama on Saturday. I think that's a good Alabama team. So if, they, if they're going to win one. And then Indiana on Sunday, we saw them in Conway. They look really good on Sunday. They've got pitching. They've got pitching mm-hmm. to get them through the whole weekend. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think Arizona wins one of these games. I, I'm
1: Sure, sure, they can.
0: I think they win one. I, I don't think there will be any team that goes 3-0. I don't think there will be any team that goes 0-3. That's my take there. Um, let's move to the yeah, Keith LeClair Classic, always just one of the best. I, I love – East Carolina broadcasts on ESPN plus. They do it right. Um, it's a very, very entertaining broadcast. Uh, we talked about it maybe three or four weeks ago. This is like, their broadcast team is up there with the best of them and they have the nice cameras, multiple camera views, all that. So, uh, it's on ESPN plus, but we have Cal state Fullerton, Southeastern Louisiana, East Carolina and Purdue. Uh, I mean, last year the talent was a little bit better here, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say Indiana was there and maybe Coastal Carolina or no, Fullerton was
1: here last year.
0: Okay. So it was Fullerton, Indiana, East Carolina, and somebody else. Um, but I think yeah, it was Ryder,
1: I- Ryder, maybe. No,
0: no, that was a regional. No, Ryder went to the coastal region. I don't know. Anyways, um, I'll watch the East Carolina versus Fullerton game Saturday night. I'll probably kind of keep up with a couple of the other games, but this weekend's so loaded. It's just hard to find time
1: for this tournament. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not watching a single damn minute of this tournament.
0: I think I'm going to watch the Saturday night game, East Carolina at Fullerton. I'll have that on one of my screens. That'll be a good one. Hopefully the weather holds up. I think the weather might be bad.
1: You're going to have that on with Florida. Oh, my God. You're competing. Oh, I
0: plan on having eight-plus screens with eight-plus different games. Uh, Let's see here. Astros Foundation College Classic. I think they're going to end up streaming this on Astros.com and Astros Twitter for free. It says TBD, but they always do it which is nice. You don't have to pay any subscriptions or anything. Uh, This one's fun. Houston and Texas State kick it off uh, Friday afternoon. And I'm like sentimentally and emotionally invested in this. Like my dad used to check me and my brother out of school early on Friday, and we would go to all three games. Uh, Actually, back then, I want to say there was four games a day. Maybe it was just three, but it feels like there were four games a day. But, I mean, I've been coming to this thing since 2000 when, when it first started. And uh, I love watching this. I, I probably went to it the out of the first 16 years, or eight, I guess 18 years, I was alive – or not alive. I don't know. I basically went to it every year from, like, 2000 to 2014 when I went to college. Um, but it's Houston, Texas State, Louisiana, Vanderbilt, LSU, and Texas – I think there's really two matchups that everybody's going to be super excited to watch, Um, maybe two and a half or three. But that Friday night game, LSU against Texas, it's going to be as close to sold out, if not sold out, as possible. Uh, I saw this game in 2021 in person. It was fun. I also, I think, saw this game in like 2018 or 19. Uh, but, yeah, this is just going to be – I mean, LeBaron Johnson um, and then whoever LSU throws, they won't announce a, a starting I rotation. Think
1: I think it's going to be Holman or Batcher Hurt. I mean, it's got to be one of the two, right?
0: It's got to be, but Jay Johnson won't announce
1: a starter right now, which is annoying, but whatever. Um, think, by the way, can we talk about that for five seconds since Go we brought it. it up? We've got to change that shit. We've got to stop doing that shit. Your rotation should be announced by Thursday night.
0: Yeah, kind of like in, in football, you have to have a depth chart announced, like come Monday on, I mean, Friday,
1: Friday morning or Thursday night, one or the other. Because this is ridiculous. You want people to take the sport seriously. You got, we got to have people prepared seriously. Like you can't, like I, I want to be able to get on a show. Dude, they're prepared. I, I promise you, LSU knows exactly who they're no, starting. they, they just know. Won't announce he needs it. to know. I know they know. I know they know. He
0: knows. They don't he, want Texas yeah. to look through just one guy's. You know, it they, you think, they want.
1: He's playing silly, stupid games. No, he's not. It's strategy, man. No, he playing silly I, games. You're
0: overthinking it, dude. Like it's. I get
1: it. It's annoying, but it's strategy involved. So Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball, when they announce their starter, they don't do silly, stupid games like this. They do in the playoffs all the time. Come on. They they announced to be the They'll announce, for example, they'll go Spencer Schreider, Max Fried, and Charlie Morton. And then it'll be game four to be determined. That's four days in advance, right there. Am I right. that wrong? You, Am I wrong?
0: You said, you said five seconds. It's been more than five seconds. Um, I'll say the two games <laughs> I'm most excited about. I
1: just don't like it. I just don't like that. Announce your rotation and be done with it.
0: Hey. All right, we get the point. Friday night's going to be electric, and Saturday night might be better. Louisiana versus LSU in Minute Maid Park, I, I can just smell the alcohol already. Like, they might have to cut everybody off in like the fourth inning because it's going to be rowdy. Those fans are going to get there probably three hours early, watch the game before them, fill up on Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever kind of liquor that they sneak into the stadium. Right. but. It's going to be like must-watch TV. Those two teams, like they hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. Uh, One thinks they're the big brother and the little brother situation. The other ones are like, well, guess what? We can beat you in baseball too. Uh, It's going to be intense. I'm going to predict that there's going to be some sort of scuffle or possibly benches clearing. That's my my guess. Uh, I I will be glued Saturday night. Uh, Well, not glued. There's going to be about eight screens on, like I said, but – I'll be most of my attention will be on this Raging Cajun versus Tigers game.
1: Do you think there could be more bourbon or more whiskey consumed Saturday night? I don't know the difference. I, I think isn't bourbon whiskey. Now you're making me overthink.
0: I, do, I don't I do know the difference. I, I'm not good. I know vodka and tequila are typically clear. And I know.
1: Whiskey oh, my God, like, I feel so stupid. I knew that. Why did I say that? Bourbon is whiskey, you're right. You are 100% right. I don't know oh, why I know that.
0: I didn't know. Dude, I'm sure the listeners are probably punching air right now that we don't know the difference. But no, I mean, are you saying there's, is there going to be more whiskey or beer consumed?
1: So That's a better question. Are, are types of whiskey. And obviously the barrel and the, the aging and the, the wheat, right? The, the recipe is a little bit different, but they are whiskey. So let me rephrase that question Beer or whiskey?
0: Definitely beer, if I had to guess.
1: The Cajun boys love that bourbon down there. They play in the bourbon bowl. I mean, that's the home of the, the bourbon bowl. What's the bourbon bowl? Wait, is that from Waterboy? Water, the bourbon bowl. I thought it was the Bayou bowl. No, Waterboy, the bourbon bowl. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Look, I I I don't know I don't know alcohols very well. I don't know movies very well. I haven't seen a ton of movies. Not
1: proud of it. Anyway, who are you taking to win this? Uh Texas State. No, I'm kidding. Look, Watch Texas out them Lepton boys. Them Lupton boys will come after your ass. I know. Um look, I think LSU
0: I'm looking at the schedule, and the schedule is a little off balance. Like, for example, Louisiana has to play Vanderbilt, LSU, first two games. That was, that's going to be tough for them to beat both of those. I, I would say, give me uh, Texas will play boom, boom. I'll take Texas to win it. I think Texas will beat LSU Friday night. And then I think they beat Texas State and then Vanderbilt versus Texas Sunday. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough question, dude. I don't know.
1: I'll take I, Texas. I, I think I think the winner of Sunday's Texas-Vanderbilt game wins this tournament.
0: Yeah, but then, like, if LSU gets past Texas on Friday, like, they should win the tournament. I'm going to switch my pick. I'm going to say LSU because if they beat Texas, then they have uh, Louisiana and then Texas State. So, I think LSU will probably end up winning the tournament. They'll probably go 3 0. It really just comes why. down to, to Texas.
1: I don't know why I like Vanderbilt so much this year. I'm not a big Vanderbilt guy in the years past. This year, I think they can be really good. So, I really want to take Vanderbilt here. My brain says LSU, but my secondary brain that's like somewhere over here, all mushed up, wants to take Vanderbilt. So, I'll go with Vanderbilt for funsy.
0: All right, cool, cool. But yeah, I mean, just loaded slate there. Uh, we got a couple more tournaments left. I think we have actually we have three more tournaments left. This one we can kind of fly by. This is the Las Vegas uh, Baseball Classic. Uh, the only team, I mean, there's two teams that interest me. I don't, I'm not interested in Pitt right now. I'm not interested in Ohio State. That could change, but uh, Cal really good. Oklahoma really good. That Saturday game at night in Vegas, um, I'll I'll probably throw that on the TV as well. It's on D1 Baseball streaming platform, um, Oklahoma. They have talent. Like, they look, they look the part again. Like, that 2022 team that was really good, um, not quite the 2022 team right now, but could potentially get there. Um, and then I think Cal is kind of the big surprise of the Pac-12 so far. They look really good, man. And, and you called it early on in the season. You said Cal will be good.
1: So tip my cap to you, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Um, give me Cal this weekend. I'll take Oklahoma. All
0: right, Dodger Dodger Stadium Classic. This one's fun. You get to see San Diego, UC Irvine, UCLA, and Michigan. Uh, Michigan's by far the worst team, which is kind of crazy to say, but they've uh, they've fallen off quite a bit recently. But between UCLA, UC Irvine, and San Diego, I, all three of those teams pique my interest tremendously. They are. All good clubs. UCLA had a crazy game on Wednesday, yesterday. They made seven errors. Was down seven to nothing to somebody. Uh, Long Beach State, that's who it was. And they came back in one in 12 innings. So UC- UCLA has a little bit of fight in them this year. John Savage. He, uh, he's got the boys fighting a little bit. Quick question. Then, uh, yeah, what's up?
1: Why are Michigan and Irvine now playing each other?
0: One, two, three, four.
1: Oh, on on Warren Nolan, they play Saturday. UC Irvine and Michigan play Saturday. This is wrong. Okay. Well, maybe Warren Nolan's wrong. No. Irvine plays San Diego Friday, Michigan Saturday, UCLA Sunday. That makes more sense. Just a true round robin. Yeah, because San Diego is not going to play two games on – Wait, yeah, no, no way. That's wrong. It should be Saint, uh, UC Irvine versus Michigan on Saturday, March 2nd.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that UC Irvine wins this tournament and wins it pretty easily. They are so good, dude. Like, if, if you're in the futures betting market right now, go ahead and throw some money on UC Irvine to get to Omaha, Um, maybe even to win it, depending on what kind of odds you get. They are a complete team, and – I think we put them number three in the mid-major poll preseason. And, I mean, they, they have a legitimate case right now to be number one. It, it, their schedule has been pretty tough, and they've been winning games by a lot. So watch out for the Ant Eaters. I, uh, I think they'll end up winning this tournament.
1: You know what's crazy to me? I'm down to San Diego and Irvine to win this tournament. I'm not even thinking about UCLA. Which
0: means UCLA is for sure going to win it. That's how things go.
1: Dude, no, but, I mean, yeah, I like Irvine as well, but,
0: yeah. All right, and in the last tournament this oh, weekend, yeah. the battle at the ballpark, Constellation Field, uh, I guess of the Sugarland Space Cowboys now. They used to be the Skeeters, uh, but we get Creighton, Air Force, undefeated Louisiana Tech, and Army. This is I mean, the- Army's been a regional team a lot recently. Air Force has been a regional team a lot. Louisiana Tech hosted a regional in 2021. Uh, they look back to normal. And then Creighton, uh, Creighton's played a pretty soft schedule so far, but they've, uh, I mean, typically they're an above average team. So a low key, pretty solid tournament here at Constellation Field in Sugarland, Land, Texas. Uh, I watched Louisiana Tech play against McNeese on Wednesday. I had some money on McNeese to win, and Louisiana Tech blew him out, I think, 11 0. It was not even close so i'll take the bulldogs louisiana tech i mean they should win conference usa this year right well not i'm sorry not conference they should compete for conference usa title this year with dallas baptist Uh, i think they're the two best teams in that conference right now um ahead of like charlotte's and things like that or i guess i don't know all this conference charlotte's in the the, american yeah charlotte's in the american now i know i caught myself Here, let's do it. Let's do a new segment called "Who's in Conference USA right now?" Dallas Baptist, Louisiana Tech, Sam Houston, Western Kentucky, FIU, Liberty, Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee, and New Mexico State. All this conference realignment stuff has just thrown me for a loop. But yeah, I mean, even Sam Houston's good. Liberty's usually pretty solid. But it, Dallas Baptist and Louisiana Tech—one, two—right now, both
1: eight, 0 when did they I play this, each other i think this tournament is so random dude like Thank like you. like so random how these uh teams came to meet in sugarland texas but i mean i i kind of like air force or creighton to win this tournament to be honest you think so i think so i think I just. Like, I, mean, I think that's just a guess i i did like what i saw from air force opening weekend
0: yeah, Air Force, they they play like a weird schedule. I was looking at it earlier. They play a lot of different, like, non-conference. They started in Mississippi. They played at Mississippi State for three and then at Southern Miss. They went one and three to start. And then they go and sweep Navy, but they play in North Carolina. Um, and then they just played a midweek in North Carolina against UNCW they lost. And now they're in Sugarland, Texas. Then they go to Auburn. Then they go to California. It's, like, the weirdest schedule of all time. So – Whatever. Yeah. Um, anyways, that, that concludes the tournament central part of our podcast. A lot of good baseball. And we haven't even gotten into the weekend series that are not on our weekend series pick em. Like, for example, I think seven and one. Oh, my God, dude. I just looked at WarrenNolan.com. Look at this. Hold on. You guys are not going to believe this. North Dakota State is up 5 to nothing in the top of the first against Oregon State, as we're recording, on one hit.
1: Oh, my God. Did, wait, did you take the over?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't end up taking anything. Oh, my God, I told you. Dude, they scored five runs on one hit. Oh, boy. I was really just pulling up for tomorrow's scores.
1: All right, go back to normal.
0: All right, um dude, you should have taken that over. Well, yeah. Now thinking about it, but I
1: told you before. Wednesday, we going to put up ten. We started recording the pod. I didn't have so time to. You were sitting around eating a sandwich. You could have put a no, bed. That was you eating the sandwich. Yeah, I I, blaming I, me for I, eating a sandwich. Sitting on your phone, you could have easily locked in a bit it's not, the I, pod. Know, I know. Cool. I know. Relax, everybody.
0: Relax here. It's fine.
1: Paper. Um, I want
0: to talk about the weekend series that did not make our weekend series pick them the um, so for just for everybody listening every week we do weekend series pick them competition. We get our fans involved. They love it. Like who's going to win the series best two out of three. We usually do six series this week. We had to do eight because it was like, you could not separate number five through number eight. So um, this week, is Georgia versus Georgia Tech. That's a three-game series, one at home. It's a home-home and neutral site. Same thing for South Carolina-Clemson. In my opinion, the best college baseball rivalry there is. Uh, they play one at Clemson, one at South Carolina, and then one neutral site in Greenville. Um, and then we got Florida-Miami, which is always a fun one. Those two teams hate each other. fan bases hate each other. And then we have Indiana State at Southern Miss, South Florida at UCF, UNCW at South Alabama, Campbell at Georgia Southern and UC Santa Barbara at Oregon. Those are the ones that made the cut, but there were quite a few that were close to making the cut. Like for example, Northeastern at Mid, or at Mercer, like our, our boys, our Mercer boys are finally scheduling good teams at home. And, uh, that one could be a good series. Mercer I think is overachieving so far and I think Northeastern's kind of underachieving based off of preseason projections. Um, but like that series intrigues me a lot. I'm I would love to make a trip 2 hours over to Macon and watch a game. I don't know if I will, but uh, I mean that's definitely a series to go drive 2 hours for. There's uh, there's also Nebraska at Charleston. Four game series. And uh today they played today, They play today. And Charl- Charleston ended up blowing a 5-1 to one lead in the top of the ninth. Nebraska wins in extra innings. So that gives Charleston their first loss of the season. They're playing a four-game series. Yeah. So they still have three more. Um, there's Liberty at Coastal Carolina. I, I mean, that one in most years makes the cut. Here's a sneaky one. Austin P at UT Rio Grande Valley, which a lot of people don't know, but UT Rio Grande Valley, they have a beautiful facility, a huge home field advantage, um, good ESPN Plus broadcast too. But they pack their stadiums out Fridays and Saturdays. There's not much going on in that part of town. So everybody in town goes to the games. It, it, it's fun. And Austin Peay started out red hot, 8-1 and one this year. Um, probably the top overall offense in the country. Right, Dimitri?
1: Um, maybe, I don't know, but who went to, who did they host like two years? Was it Texas?
0: Yeah. They they hosted Texas in a midweek, I think. And it was
1: packed. Packed.
0: Yeah. Um, Arkansas state at Missouri state, Arkansas state's eight and one, um, really, really good season so far and Missouri state's played, you know, pretty decent as well. That one didn't make the cut. Uh, let's see. There's also like Notre Dame at Tennessee tech, which is a random series, but should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, both of those teams are pretty good. Let's see. Were there any other ones that I was missing?
1: We already Wait, got one that. second. Yeah, we got them. Okay.
0: Let's see. I'm just scrolling through Warren Rol- Warren U- Nolan right now. Um, UConn at Auburn. Oh yeah, UConn at Auburn. That one almost made the cut. We just felt like a lot of people were going to take Auburn, so it wasn't really fun. We, we're looking for 50 50 series that people like. Half the people will take one team. The other half will take the other and such. I know there's probably a few series I'm missing here, but I really don't want to spend too much time on it. Oh, Grand Canyon, UTSA, that one's all right. And uh, Oral Roberts, Baylor. Anyway, yeah. Oh, oh, did Iowa and Ole Miss not make the cut? Nope. Wow. That, I'll, I'll actually be keeping an eye on that series. Like, Can Iowa finally bounce back and start pitching the baseball well? Um, Stanford at Rice, yeah, back five years team. ago, would have been great. It's not a very good
1: series now. What do you mean? That's not a good series. They're playing a low-life Ole Miss right now. I said
0: now. five years ago it would have been a good series.
1: Five years ago, Ole Miss would have
0: swept them. I was talking about Stanford-Rice. Oh, oh, I, I was talking about Ole Miss-Iowa. Ah, gotcha. What do you think about Ole Miss-Iowa? Do you think Iowa or Ole Miss will win that series?
1: Iowa should win this series, but it reminds me of last year when Maryland went down to Ole Miss, and they were supposed to be the better team. And they didn't win the series, so I, I'm I'm I don't see why I would want to pick against Ole Miss right now. They lost four straight to Hawaii twice, Arkansas State, and High Point. That is a brutal four game stretch for them to lose to those three teams. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard series to pick because Iowa should win. I want to pick them. But they hey, Why are you saying Iowa should win? I disagree with that. Dude, they're by far the more talented team than Ole Miss right now.
0: Uh no. Uh Wait, yeah. You're saying Iowa is by far the better
1: team. They've got they they're pitching cleared. Ole Miss lineup is average.
0: Bro, Ole Miss has been putting up a ton of runs. What are you talking about?
1: Congrats on putting up a bunch of runs against High Point in Little Rock.
0: Look, I think Ole Miss is like kind of underrated right now. Like, you- yeah, I know they lost four straight what? games. They went to Hawaii, they came back home, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm I'm gonna read you some of their scores. Like on their four-game winning streak, 12 to 2, 25 to 2, 12 to 6, and 12 to 3. Like the okay. offense looks really good right now. They put up I, I think I think Ole Miss wins this series. Um yeah, I mean I, I have not been impressed at all with anything with Iowa.
1: They put up 15 runs in four game at Hawaii. They got held to two runs against Arkansas State, they got held to three runs against High Point. I and just they- read
0: you their last four
1: games though. They put up 12 runs or more in every right. game. Do you think High Point had the pitching to do anything after blowing their whole bullpen to win a four run game on Friday night? They don't have shit left. Sunday, they played seven innings, they had nothing left. And then you're telling me Missouri State pitching on a Wednesday after a three-game series and a Tuesday midweek is very good? No. All right.
0: Well, look, Iowa's not gonna be pitching against Seton Hall on Ball State. Like, this is a team that lost eight to four to Lehigh. And then gave up seven, 12 and twelve in Jacksonville this past weekend. So I don't I wouldn't say one bit that Iowa's the more talented team.
1: They're pitching in more temperature. Can you agree I'll
0: take that? I'll take Ole Miss winning that series. You can take Iowa. That'll be a friendly. I'm not
1: saying I'm taking Iowa. I never said I was. I'm saying. Well, I... You just said that they were by far the better team. Yes, they were. They preseason, everything. They're the more talented team. And they have severely underperformed the first seven games of the year. And I told you, it's like that Maryland series last year in Oxford. Maryland was the better team. Ole Miss was not very good last year, but Maryland won that series early in the year, if you remember. No, Ole Miss won the series. Yes. But Maryland I just, had just said team. Maryland. No, Maryland with the better team, but Ole Miss won the series. Maryland had the better season. From that weekend on, Maryland won the Big Ten. They were Ole Miss re- also beat Maryland
0: the next week in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, you remember that? They won
0: three out of four games against the Big Ten champ. And no. Ole Miss finished second to last in the SEC. So that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but, and I agree with you. I think Ole Miss went this series. I just think Iowa is more talented on the mound, at least. Okay, okay. You don't think so? Look, my
0: favorite show on TV is uh, Inside the – what is it? NBA Live on TNT with Shaq and Charles Barkley. Like, I think it's the most – Ernie Johnson, Kenny the Jet. Like, those guys are the best entertainers in the industry, in the sports industry. So whenever Shaq disagrees with uh, with Charles Barkley No, I'm sorry. When Charles Barkley No, when Shaq, I'm getting a mixed up. When Shaq disagrees with Ernie Johnson, he always just says, "Okay, Ernie. Okay. Okay, Ernie. We'll see. We'll see, Ernie." That's what I'm doing to you right now. "Okay, Dimitri. We'll see." We'll see. Anyways, let's get to our Weekend Series Pick'em. We're in an hour here. Um, I'm sharing my screen on YouTube so you can see what the website looks like Hold and Weekend Series Pick'em, and I'll make my picks live on air. I'm not scared. Do you want to start at the bottom and end at the top? Because I think that's probably the best way. We'll save the Clemson, South Carolina, question. Miami, Florida, Georgia Tech,
1: Georgia games for the for the end. I want you to answer this question. Okay. Is Iowa's pitching staff better than Ole Miss pitching staff? As a whole, no. And no? Iowa
0: has two good pitchers. All
1: right. Okay. All right. Um, let's start from the bottom.
0: Yeah. UC Santa Barbara at Oregon. I think this is going to be a um, – look. Santa Barbara, maybe I overhyped them preseason. Maybe I looked too far into, like, guys that they were returning and the pitching staff that they have this this series was supposed to be at uc santa barbara they've had to move it to eugene oregon because of the home field situation that santa barbara doesn't have right now i hope santa barbara wins this series but i don't think they can like i think there's too many holes in uh their defense and their pitching staff like they they just aren't performing to as as much preseason hype that they had. Meanwhile, Oregon, a lot of people are calling them like an Omaha sleeper this year. Like They lost a lot from last year, but they bounced back and they're playing good baseball. So I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks at home to win the series. I think Santa Barbara will end up winning a game, but Oregon at home, PK Park, they play well. I'll take the Ducks here.
1: Do you remember last year when Santa Barbara started the season rough? Went up to yep. Oregon and swept them. Yep. That's why this is such a hard series to pick for me because I can totally, we know how good Santa Barbara can be. Yeah, we you're know. right.
0: I mean, they did sweep Oregon last year. I kind of forgot about that. I think it was a four game series, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I did forget about that. I'm thinking about I'm Like, this series is way harder than it should be. Because I know Santa Barbara can roll up the Eugene and take two out of three. Easy. No problem. But I can't do it right now. I don't have the faith in them, and I think Oregon is really good this year. So I'm going with the Ducks.
0: Sweet. We both agree on the Ducks. So if you're a listener in the pick, I'm just go ahead and switch your pick to Santa
1: Barbara. Jack. Jack went with Santa Barbara.
0: Okay, good. Good, good, good.
1: And. Just for
0: do we know what our updated um you're 9 and 3 right Dimitri? Yep, Jeffrey Macias. That's your yep. that's your entry. I think I'm 6 and 6 and Jack is 6.
1: On and that, six. Click on that thing. Click on huh? view all entries. What? Click oh, on view all entries. Scroll down to the bottom. I think you're 6 and 6. Yep. I know I'm six and six. Where am I? There you are. Seven and five. No, you go up. You're seven and five. Could one of your picks, you changed it from our pick them, like on the graphic and what you put Uh, up?
0: Okay. Sweet. Seven and five. Yeah. Heck yeah. Anyways. um, All right. So I'm going to Oregon. You're going to Oregon. Jack Santa Barbara. Good, good, good. Now we have Campbell at Georgia Southern. And look, I'm just done doubting Campbell. I just I, – I can't – I've doubted them too much. I I was also super high on Georgia Southern this year. I picked them to go to Omaha. They've disappointed a lot. Um, even though they won They won a midweek game at Jacksonville this week, it was a high-scoring game, which I was not expecting either. But give me the Campbells going down to Statesboro. They're going to win the series. I, I, I have to stop just doubting Campbell. They always win. The <laughs> Camels always find
1: a way to win. So that's my pick. Dude, I'm going to do it again. Oh, boy. I'm going to regret this so much. Caffeinated camel is going to come from my throat on Sunday. I, I know what's going to happen. But I'm going to go with Georgia Southern here. They looked good against Mississippi State last weekend. They couldn't get the job done, but they looked good. They looked great in the midweek against Jacksonville at home. Good Campbell team, but. I mean, I gotta stick to our preseason guns here. We thought Campbell was gonna be good, but not great. they overexceed overexceeded expectations. I think they gotta come down a little bit. We saw that against Coastal. They gotta slow down a little bit. So I'm gonna go with the Georgia Southern Eagles here. Okay. All right. What does Jack have? Jack, what do you think he went with? Campbell. He went with Campbell. Nice, nice. Number All right. Eight. Now we got
0: U N C W. And the W stands for Wilmington at South Alabama. I love the Jags. Uh, the Jags are sitting at eight and one. Uh, they got a couple really good bats in their lineup, and I think Wilmington's a team that will figure it out later in the season. Like, let's not forget they won the CAA regular season and tournament last year. They were a three seed in the regionals. Um, they returned a bunch of guys from last year's team, but they just haven't put it together yet. Like in the few midweeks that I've seen. Against you know subpar opponents. Like the games have been close. They they hadn't they didn't get to close out one of them. So there's some trust issues on my side with UNCW. So I'll take South
1: Alabama. Just another fun bill team that's gonna be threatening for the fun belt crown. Give me South Alabama. I'm kinda of disappointed on UNC Wilmington. It is early in the season. They are gonna be just fine. But right now, I really like South Alabama. And could you imagine a fun-built title coming down to South Alabama and Troy playing a weekend series in May?
0: Yeah, and, hey, is not too far from uh, Mobile
1: either. Yep. But, yeah, give me yeah. South Alabama. And Jack, of course, we all know who he went with. Yeah, he's a UNCW closet fan. Yep.
0: All right. South Florida at UCF. Did we talk about it on the pod or did we uh, were we talking pre-show about UCF being really good I think it was on, been pod, been
1: right? on pod right? on air
0: yeah well I'm gonna take South Florida because I I'm still kind of high on South Florida. I think UCF I know they have a couple big wins this year but this feels like a series that South Florida kind of makes a statement. I think that they've like, and a few of their losses have been really close like low scoring games. I think US, I think USF is more fired up to play UCF than UCF is to play USF. Now, don't get me wrong, I think these two teams did did they get in a fight a couple years ago? Or maybe a coach got ejected because of a bat situation. I don't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was these two teams. There was like high drama. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, it was it was two years ago when or last year when UCF got when the USF player quit or UCF player quit he ended up going to South Florida anyway the hot bat thing
0: no 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 no. I'm talking about there was an ejection
1: I want to say UCF's
0: coach got ejected because of a bat situation or something I don't remember
1: oh you're thinking of you're thinking of UCF when they were playing at Memphis yeah, when Dean hit that home run and they cleared and then the head coach started screaming at the pitcher.
0: Yes, that the one. Oh, that was against Memphis.
1: But that wasn't at Memphis. It was at UCF. It was at Memphis. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was, dude. Dude, no, it wasn't. It was at Memphis. I, I'll, give me a, I'll give you $100. You're going to give me $100? Yeah, it was at Memphis
0: look it up while you're while you're looking i don't know how to look that up how would we look that up i i know
1: exactly how all right uh let me share my screen because i'm going to show you right now so the the people on youtube can see this i'm almost positive it was I can picture
0: the ucf field being involved not the memphis field That is Memphis's
1: field. Let me fast yeah. forward a little bit, and so you guys can see what we're talking about. They checked his bat for for pine tar.
0: That's what it was. Which is the dumbest rule in baseball? Like, come on! The pine tar didn't George affect Brett, it that much.
1: Jord Brett replied to this tweet.
0: What year was this tweet?
1: 2022 okay all right and then they started beating with that dugout and i watch this part this is my favorite part
0: so i'll I'll do a little play-by-play so love lady gets tossed he starts yelling at the memphis dugout he's freaking out he starts yelling at the memphis pitcher yeah, this was a yeah, this was a big moment. I remember this. A Memphis pitcher starts chest, like trying to chest up the head coach of UCF, yelling all time. I thought that was against UCF first, or USF for some reason. But
1: nope. Look at them. What what absolute chaotic moment that was! That's what makes college baseball so great. Here, here's the best part. George Brett did not think anybody you pine find anymore.
0: That's funny. Um,
1: all right. I'm going to share my screen again so I can keep doing my, my picks. Anyway, I'm taking UCF here. I like UCF at home. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I
0: Again, I just think USF is a pretty underrated team. I think they're way more fired up to I do. play UCF than UCF is to play USF. That's my reasoning. And uh, I'll stick to
1: it. Give me the Bulls. I do like South Florida, just for for the record. I do like South Florida a lot this year. Um, but I think UCF is playing a little bit better baseball right now.
0: Who does Jack have?
1: He's definitely a UCF kind of guy.
0: He took UCF. It feels like Jack probably should have went to school at UCF just to party and have his shirt off all day.
1: <laughs> Jack is more of a – he is a UCF guy. He is a UCF guy. I can see like he just, he just doesn't
0: know it yet. He doesn't know it yet, but he's a UCF guy. He's a UCF guy. Um, all right, next series here. This one's a, this one's a fun one. Indiana State at Southern Miss. Now they both are coming off midweek losses. Indiana State lost by a hundred to Vanderbilt, and Southern Miss lost in extra innings to Nichols State. Southern Miss is not as good this year, boys and girls. They are the Big Ten West of college baseball. All of their games, low scoring, not a lot of fireworks, very little juice in the batting order. But the pitching staff's been good. Like They hold teams to five or less runs, it feels like, every single game. The series is at the peak, and they do have a solid home field advantage. The problem is Indiana State doesn't care where they play. Like They've won a lot of games already on the road or at neutral sites. These are some road warriors that just know how to hack the RPI. I mean, Indiana State every year, top, like, top 20 RPI. Well, it's because they go and play series like this at Southern Miss. So I love the series. I'm torn 50-50. I'm going to let you go first because I might just fade what you pick.
1: You're I'm leaning slightly towards fade. one. Thing. Hey, scroll up on your screen a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. You're gonna fade the guy that's in eighth place and nine and three right now. I'm two games back.
0: I also want it updated on the graphic that I'm seven and five, not six and six. No,
1: but you're six and six because the graphic pick you made a different pick on the website versus the graphic. Well, maybe I just forgot what I put on the website. But that's not my that's not my fault. That's not the. Like I think
0: the official involved. pick is what I submit, and it says seven and five, so that's what I'm gonna say.
1: All right, I'll put I'll put your record at seven and five just to do you a favor, but I'm rolling with the Sycamores of Indiana State. Um, I really wow. like them. I think I think that Vanderbilt game is going to throw people off that they got their doors blown off. But you got to remember, this Indiana State team already beat Louisville, UConn, South Florida, beat Florida Gulf Coast, beat Michigan State, who just blew the doors off of Georgia last night and took two from Marshall. This is a good ball team.
0: I agree. Both teams are good in their own unique ways. I would take the under in all three games. If, if you're in Louisiana or, or Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, gambling state, just take the under in every game. It's going to be at like seven and a half, but just trust me. Both teams have good pitching staffs, not a lot of firepower on offense. These games might last two hours each. I am going to take Southern Miss at home. I'm going to take Southern Miss at home, and it's just purely because I, they just find ways to win games typically like in the weirdest ways, a lot of singles, walks, hit by pitches, and I think their pitching staff has been good all year. Like They haven't had any cracks in the armor. So I'll take the Golden Eagles. I think it's going to come down to Game 3. This will be a 1-1 split going into
1: Game 3. Big rubber match. I, I, I really like that analysis because I'm thinking very similar. Like, I do like Southern myth this series, but I'm just trying to make a pick. And, like, I, if there's a time to pick against Southern Myth, it's right now. There's not many times to pick against the, the Golden Eagles at the P. Very rare they're going to lose a series at home. And if there's a time, I feel like it's right now. So give me Indiana State there, but I really think Southern myth could easily win the series as well. Yeah and Jack Jack went with Southern Miss as well. All right, cool, cool. All right, now we get into the fun stuff.
0: We get the the three biggest rivalries of the weekend. Just great all-around series. We'll start oh, with so South bad. Carolina and Clemson. Is- I know it says South Carolina at Clemson, but it's a three-game series, one at South Carolina, one at Clemson, one at Greenville, South Carolina for the Greenville Drive. And this is the best. I, if, if you ask me what's the best rivalry in college baseball, I think this one goes a long ways. So um, I think this one's number one, in my opinion. There's a, quite a few other ones that have arguments, but when it comes down to it, this is the one that I look forward to watching every year. So my thought process. Let's, let's talk about pitching. Who has the upper hand in pitching? Well, it's clearly South Carolina. Clearly. In my opinion. Is that – wait, you don't think
1: so? No, clearly South Carolina is much better. Okay,
0: you agreed. Okay. Who has a better, you know, one through nine offense?
1: It's kind of a toss-up, right? Think of it this way. Will Taylor, Ethan Petrie. Put them together. Cancel out. Cam Canarella and – Somebody, Cole Canarelli, is better. No, Cole Messina, and you got to give it to Cole Messina. So, like, if you go position by position, I think South Carolina's a little bit better, but Clemson's got some dynamic players too. Right, uh, they're was... pretty even across the board, position player wise Now, do you
0: don't think so? I think I think South Carolina is just a little bit better all the way around the ball. Or, not the ball, around the field. Which this is fair. This is a prime example of of my head is saying South Carolina, but my heart is saying Clemson.
1: Oh, I, you want me, me to Eric
0: Bakich and the boys? Do they rally up and uh, You want me to I give mean, my pick? A, go
1: ahead and give your pick. Give me the Cox yard, Cox all day long. South Carolina my sweep this series. Because Clemson swept two years ago. South Carolina came back after losing Friday night last year, won the series the following two. I think this year South Carolina sweeps.
0: I know Jack took South Carolina, so I'll take Clemson. I'll take Clemson, and it, it, I'm just hoping that they uh, they got their clunker out of the way last week on Friday night against Kennesaw State. Uh, this series also better – have a much better broadcast at Clemson. It's been embarrassing what no. they've been no, doing. Oh, it'll
1: be good at Clemson. They had basketball. They had women's basketball. They had They had a bunch of shit going on. So that's why it they are not up. It doesn't I, I know. No I'm not giving me. them any excuses, but that was the reason why. Here's what I will say, though. The broadcast in Greenville better be better. Because that broadcast stinks. That camera stinks. Yeah, that stinks. one, that one does usually suck.
0: Um. Yeah, I'll take Clemson, and like I said, I think it's a coin flip series, toss up. South Carolina probably a little bit better on paper, but you know, Eric Backage usually gets his guys up for big moments. I guess. Uh, typically, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to justify my uh, my pick. But even him, even Jack took South Carolina. He went with
1: Clemson. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding, he went with South Carolina. I was
0: like, he just spent some time at South Carolina interviewing, so
1: Yeah, no. Anyways, uh
0: Florida, Florida, South. Miami. I know who you're going with. Do you though? Look, I'm going Florida. I this Miami team is trash. Do you know they, They're super talented, they're skilled, but they just they play bad baseball sometimes. I think Florida sweeps. I think this is the easiest pick. Like This should be your survivor pick if you're still alive. Take Florida. Gators will roll. Offense is really good. Pitching is going to be better. I mean, Florida beats Miami in every aspect of the game. So coaching, offense, defense, pitching, star power. Give me the Gators. Do you know who I'm going to pick?
1: Miami. I care about my weekend pick record. Way more than I care about my Miami baseball fandom right now. Okay. So with that being said, I would rather be 14 and three than 13 and four. I would rather be wrong in Miami wins because then I'll be happy. But I really don't think this is going to happen. Miami is just not good enough on the mound. They are, they're they're dog shit on the mound. And what do you need to be Florida? You need pitching over the weekend. Yeah. You saw last year. Miami kept up with them offensively, but when it came down to it, they got their shit kicked in on Sunday when they ran out of pitching. Give me the Gator. I hate this pick, but I got it. Strictly business, man. Strictly business. Yeah.
0: And I already know Jack took Florida, too. So we're all on Florida. I think Florida will have 95% of the entries. There might be... Three or four people that take Miami,
1: and it, I am a true is, true Miami. It is game. at Miami, though, right? It is in games uh, in Coral Gables, yes. All three games, okay. That plays a little bit,
0: a little bit of a factor. Uh, like Caglione might hit the parking garage at least once.
1: You know who the, the last Shelby? person? is? Beside- okay, they're the famous player They. That- Parked one in that parking deck, like way upper at the top. I think I remember who it was. What year was it? Like 2009, 10. Was it Yonder Alonzo?
0: Dennis Raven
1: Raven and Yonder Alonzo are two of the only lefties I've ever seen until recently when – I don't even think Zach Collins ever put one up there. Um, Somebody did it and like while. Since 2019, somebody
0: did it. I remember tweeting about it. And then somebody from Miami put yeah, like a Torrell. picture of the ball on top of the park. Alex wall. Torrell. Oh, was it Torrell? Yep, 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 yep.
1: Yeah, Torrell put it put it up there. But he didn't get the top. Yonder Longo put it on the top. He was also using a different bat back then. Dude, when I tell you that ball, if you're watching – Okay, I used to watch ACC games, all the Miami games on ACC Select. Do you remember that streaming? Yeah,
0: I do, yeah.
1: I, I paid seven ninety nine a month to watch every single Miami game. I would sit there on my computer like this and just watch the game every <laughs> night. But on the broadcast, that ball went like this. <sharp> you didn't even see it. It just went <sharp> like off the screen so damn fast you couldn't even do it. That thing went all the way to the upper deck of that parking deck. Was that
0: with, but, the, with the old Torpedo
1: Nike bats? Oh, yeah. The white air, uh, arrow, arrow whatever. Arrow fuse. Arrow fuse, right. And then they had the yeah, red had the cherry orange. bomb or whatever it was. Those bats were so hot. The orange and white Nike air fuses. And then they had, before that, they had the torque. Yes. The, the torques were trampoline. That was what Ricky Weeks, I mean, uh, Jameel Weeks was using. They were using the torques. Mm-hmm. And then they were using, the, I think, end of anyway, long story short, I hope Cag gets to put one up there. Because you're in legendary company if you park one on that upper deck of that parking lot. He's got a chance. He's def- it's, it's in the cards. It could happen. Yep. All right. Final
0: one. Georgia, Georgia Tech.
1: Good old-fashioned. This
0: one's going to be fun, dude. A lot of offense. Pitching's better this year for both teams. And these are two of my teams that I picked to go to Omaha just because I thought that they were severely underrated. Uh, now, Georgia just got crushed by Mi- Michigan State on Wednesday. But that was just a, that was a punt game. You know, Georgia played a Tuesday game, a Wednesday game, and then they knew they had this, this series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that Wednesday game just didn't mean anything. So um, they, they didn't throw their best arms, and we saw Charlie Condon still raking baseball. So, I, look, I think this one is going to be one of those series that it's going to be decided game three, just like the Southern Miss-Indiana game, just like the Clemson-South um, Carolina series. It's going to go to a game three. And what do you need in a game three? Offense. Well, guess what? They both have good offenses. Well, who's got a better starter on Sunday? And right now, it, it kind of looks like Georgia Tech might have the better starter. So I'm going to take the Jackets to win the series. I think, I think Georgia I think Georgia wins game one. And then I think Georgia Tech wins the next two games and, uh, and wins the
1: series. So give me the yellow Jackets. I'm impressed you went with this pick. I love Georgia Tech this weekend. I'm rolling with the jacket. I think their pitching is going to carry them this year. Last year, it failed them. They competed last year in that series, but Georgia ended up winning the series. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. This year, I think it goes back to Georgia Tech, and I think Georgia Tech will win the series this year.
0: Who did uh, Georgia Tech lose to this year? Was it? Um, I feel like it was an Ivy League school. In Cornell. Mid-week. They lost the Cornell. They got Cornell. Cornell. That's right. But they've they've played pretty well on the um on the weekends. Like they score a bunch of runs. The pitching the first inning is okay. kind of their biggest enemy right now. And uh you know, after they get out of the first inning, like the bullpen's have been fine. Like they've been a good team. Now Georgia too, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, who did who did Jack pick? I'm
1: just curious. What do you think? Georgia. Yep. Yeah. You, win with, you win with Georgia.
0: Yeah, the only loss that Georgia Tech has, I mean, they've beaten Georgia State, Georgia Southern, swept Bradford. They did lose one to Cornell, so I don't know. I'm, I might actually end up switching my pick.
1: You can't switch it off air. You've got to gotta name your price right here.
0: Georgia's just like Georgia played a one-run game Saturday, one-run game Sunday, one-run game Tuesday, and then lost Wednesday. Kind of playing with fire there. Um, I'll take yeah. I'm gonna I'm going keep my pick Georgia Tech, and I'm gonna submit it right here on the pod. Boom, picks are in. Am I still in the the uh, survivor
1: or no? Let's see. Looks like it, huh? No, the submit button is not there. That means you have been kicked out and removed. Oh really? Ah. But eighty-three good. entries remaining. Good.
0: That's awesome. Anyway, great show. Perfect hour and a half. Great show. Dimitri's got a date tonight over there in Southern California, La Jolla. So if you're out in La Jolla in the streets tonight, you'll probably see Dimitri holding hands with some girl. So um, just, we know wow, where his head's at. Wow. And uh, but yeah, well, that'll wrap up the show. And uh, if you guys need us, we'll be on social media. We'll be on the Patreon. Everybody go subscribe to YouTube. Uh, we'll do another P- Club Bromaha live some point here in the next few days. I think we're at 420-something subscribers, so the next goal is 500. And um, tell your friends about us. Go to our website. Check out our merch. Check out Home Field Apparel. Um, we, uh, we don't get paid a lot of money. We do this all in-house. So anything and everything helps. Um, but more importantly, just your support on social media is awesome. Um, but we're going to end it right there. I'm going to try to pause for seven more seconds. Five, four. So this will be exactly... my merch. I
1: merch.